1: welcome to the ramon foster show he's ramon in hendersonville tennessee i'm dan kowatchevich in downtown pittsburgh from dk pittsburgh sports Ramon, you know what we've never talked about on this show like not once <laughs> what i don't know I if have... this is sarcasm or no, what, no, no, what? no 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 what, i have what? a feeling this could end up being the biggest subject of the summer okay for this football team we have not once talked about joey porter's kid no, we have not, have That's, we? How has that happened? It's like, we're, we're talking about stuff that we could go over here. It's like, we, we never talked about Joey Porter's kid. And now mm-hmm. you're starting to see, including from Mel Kuyper, uh, just yesterday, mock draft. Joey mm-hmm. Porter Jr., mm-hmm. Penn State, headed to the Steelers, headed to the Steelers, 17th overall pick. What do you think? Man, it's funny watching this kid, man. Be, because
0: I, I remember seeing him at our facility. I remember watching mm-hmm. him and his little group of guys come there and tra- train with Coach Tomlin's sons and a couple of kids from North Allegheny and them just really not knowing anything about what training is, what football is, what toughness is. And they probably did have it in them. But I remember seeing, you know, Joey kind of like be in tune to the training that they're doing is like, he, he don't have it. You know, he, he don't have it. You know, when you NFL guys raise their kids, <laughs> I
1: there's the
0: mantra it. of, you know, you don't want your kid being soft and you want your kid to grow up fast, not realizing there is a real process to it. So to see him, this, what we will see in his measurements, a tall scrawny kid become an adult and not just an adult, but a fide first round draft pick that corner, that to me is just like people with you know kids who are athletes, give it time, it's going to work itself out because if you just saw him from what I remember seeing him like a young 14 year old, I didn't see this. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I remember yeah. going to games and Joey would be like, "Man, he, he he the switch. I saw it." But then it go away and then you start hearing stuff about him and then he goes to a big time university hey, this is a, this is this this young man can become something special, but not on the contingency of what his dad was, but on the contingency that he's a dog himself. And I think Pittsburgh needs somebody like that.
1: You know, I, I think of Sauce Gardner, and I don't think anybody's going to be putting uh, Joey Porter's kid into that category just yet. Uh, Sauce was able to jump into the NFL and just really be a big part yeah. immediately of the Jets looking like, at least for a while there, while well, before they ran into some big quarterback issues, like a competitive football team again. Mm-hmm. And here is Joey Porter Jr. I keep calling him <laughs> Joey Porter's kid because it's just of Joey Porter's kid, right? <laughs> I mean, what he calls him JJ. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Si- he's six two. He's one ninety four. So he's not as wiry and lanky as he once was. Uh, he's become one of the better shutdown corners in college football, second yep. team All-American, three-year starter at Penn State, started right away, uh, only had one interception in his collegiate career, one, but had 11 pass breakups in 2022. So I'm immediately getting visions of old number 24 on your defense, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ike Taylor, of course, yeah. No doubt. I, I couldn't catch a ball to save his life. <laughs> but he what? could get his hand on it. And and did well in defending,
0: too. Say what you want to about him, having speed and having that length also. I think there's benefits to that when a guy's not super bulky, big-like. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. It's his prerogative to be a pro whenever that opportunity presents himself. But one interception to me says, well, people probably didn't throw to his side as much. And I'll say this, too. The name probably carried a little bit more weight when it came down to knowing what his DNA makeup is. I think that's one of the biggest attractions to what, JJ Joy Porter Jr. is right to this Pittsburgh team, to this to stiller nation. Like he grew up in it. Like Joey relocated to Pittsburgh. He graduated from North Allegheny.
1: Mm-hmm. Like he
0: understands what his calling will be when he goes into that locker room and has to face TJ and, and Cam, you know, like those guys face to face and say, All right, we saw you. We helped raise you some. We we came to your games. Be that guy. You know, imagine that
1: being the case, DK. Well, one of the one of the individuals who was a regular at his games was Mike Tomlin. That's and Mike I, Tomlin. I, there's a part of me that wonders if Tomlin wouldn't just go to these things to make sure that Joey didn't get himself into trouble. <laughs> Although both of them were known to occasionally make fools of themselves at these events, but that's another subject <laughs> for another day. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Yeah. yeah, for for Tomlin to be at these games as a regular, you know how he gets. He gets invested. Yeah okay and now he's been invested in the porter lineage for a long time yeah. uh, to say the least and you know for for him to you know it just seems like it, it's a little bit a little bit too convenient especially when coupled with the Steelers obvious needs at that position they need a playmaker there
0: and and that's the thing that they're going to run into also is the fact that other teams know what Pittsburgh need right and, and in that, there will be some team that will say, if he's good enough, we're going to take him. And Pittsburgh may have to try to position themselves. And I don't know how that's going to shake out on draft day. But the need for that lockdown corner is necessary. You got a safety in Minka. You still got the front defensive line, you know, as far as that goes. Russian coverage works together, but you also have to have a pedigree guy to be able to get that job done to DK. We see what sauce Gardner did uh, for the New York Jets. And to your point, he's not him, Besides, size wise, athletically and genetically, you know what I'm saying? You see some stuff that says at least he's able to shrink one side of the field if he is who we think he is.
1: Well, that's, I mean, shrink one side of the field is the way you look at it, because that's the way the Steelers defense has always been set up. That was what made Ike so valuable, and why Dick LeBeau loved him the way he did, because he could just say, you know what, I don't have to worry about any of this. And when Joe Hayden initially came over, and for quite a while here in Pittsburgh, Joe was the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a. Big, big asset to have as opposed to just saying, oh, this guy's pretty good and he has some passes defense, and this and yes. that. What you want are impact players. You want somebody who can just completely rub out yep. one whole portion of the field.
0: And, and this is the thing, too. I know a lot of people get nervous about, you know, the idea that he's a legacy kid and, you know, well, they're only drafting him because it's that. I think that that's kind of been debunked a little bit uh, in two situations. Everybody side eyed TJ when TJ got drafted in the first round to the Steelers. He's proven that right, right? I know, mm-hmm. you know, he's falling behind his brother. Defensive Player of the Year pretty much. Trump's like, yeah, that was worth it. Another one is is pretty much looking at um, look, looking at at, at at what's his name up the up the middle. Gosh, Lee, I'm drawing a blank. I just had it in my head. Oh, I mean Cam's brother. Oh yeah, you said you want yeah. to about that family affair. It worked out too. So. Everybody ain't going to be a hit, and I know this going to be an excuse. A lot of people fall into, well, it's just his son. Well, look across all sports f- platforms now. Almost a lot of these former players have kids that, that are actually in these sports and they flourish and just the same because the training and attitude and approach to the game is totally different these days.
1: Yeah, the other thing that it, it takes out of the mix, which is something that I, I don't think can be overstated when it comes to this sort of thing, is the, the character component. Yeah. Meaning, no, it's not to say that Joey Porter Jr. has immaculate character or whatever. I don't know that for a fact. I'm just saying that you'd know. Yeah. Okay. You'd know one way or the other. You wouldn't have yep. to be guessing at it. No. Uh, you wouldn't have a surprise, like let's say in year two where you find out that Devin Bush doesn't want to tackle people. No, that's <laughs> not the case. Not okay. the, case, the case. There, there are <laughs> no surprises, you know? No.
0: Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
1: Also little known and, and seemingly little discussed is that the Steelers have three picks in the top 49 of this draft talk about something else that everyone's going to be buzzing about later this summer but not too many people are mentioning right now they have the one that we were just discussing the 17 overall they have the 32 which sounds weird considering they got a second round pick from the bears for chase claypool but the bears suck and they (laughs) continued to suck for months on end and as a result of that And the Dolphins having to forfeit a first-round pick. Everybody slides up one. So the Steelers ended up getting what's, in essence, the final pick of the first round as well. And they, of course, have 49 in the second round, Uh, meaning 49 overall. Oh, that's a lot of talent to be walking out onto Chuck Knoll Field this summer
0: or a boatload of it this doesn't happen <laughs> not
1: like this no.
0: not like this and you start to immediately look at needs right when you come down to it I, I think I'm gonna face the music a little bit when when I jumped on the table and just say you know they're probably gonna go after a tackle and stuff like that I now don't think that's going to be the case DK I, I see this group uh OT, building- OT? I don't th- I I don't see them going after no tea. I told you a conversation I had to where it just was alluded to like they're gonna build I think they're gonna build from within in the sense of just give it time and let it mature a little bit more I myself have always kind of said guys need time to grow and mature before they become real pros not everybody's gonna jump out of the womb as a all pro pro bowl type of guy at that at those positions if we like what we saw in Dan Moore earlier on, I think we can kind of say, well, I'll give him a little bit more grace in year two because we'll call it the sophomore slump, right? We'll, we'll, we'll give him that in some capacity. Go through another camp. I, I almost see this team going defense again. I see them going probably middle linebacker at some point. That's a safer pick when you come down to 32 and then you said at 49-2. I can see 32 being a D tackle and I can see 49 potentially being a... Uh, a linebacker of some sort,
1: or another outside rusher. Yeah, second round's always always a wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that how it works? It is. It is.
0: They, well, so they, where they, are we at on, on wide receivers then? Do we need one more? Because we did get rid of Chase Claypool. And and, and the guys that you know and love, uh, well, I, I guess Deontay and, and George and
1: Where Calvin Austin will be in that mix too. So uh, you know, it may be uh, the 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 thing with wide receiver is that there are so many available in every class, and this one's not going to be an exception. There are so many available that you constantly feel like your guy, the one that you value the most, is dropping to you. Yep, (laughs) I, I I'm telling you, I don't believe. For a second, that the Steelers were targeting a wide receiver wow. in the second round last year. Yeah. I just believe that they were they were sold on George Pickens' health, based on being at George's pro day, yep. and then just and then just he just kept coming and coming and coming, and they went, "Wow, seriously? Yeah, uh, whatever plan A was, this is now plan A." <laughs> okay, yeah, I, yeah, and you I can take see it, that, and I can uh, see that happening again.
0: I also see a portion of this that says D-tackle. It really does, to me, a good bit. They picked Cam later in the draft. I'm not mistaken. Was he 30th? Yeah, 30th he was late in,
1: late in the first round.
0: Late in the first round. And, and again, you know, I've mentioned that in the sense of, like, Cam's age got to have somebody to kind of train up a little bit. You don't want to be shopping for backup D-linemen for years and years to come after, you You know, one of your older guys is done. I can see that being a case. I'm looking at this free agency well, list. Stephon Touin was
1: a second rounder.
0: Stefan Tua was a really valuable second rounder, yeah. too. Um, yeah. But you lose Larry O, uh, Larry o this year. Uh, Tyson Alualu is a guy that's on there. Chris Wormley's also a free agent. There's three guys that play roles for you. You have to capacity. lose Larry O? I mean, you don't have to, but the fact that he's a free agent, we got to see this play out.
1: Yeah, I, don't know, I see what you're saying. He's yeah. not certain to come back. It's not certain man, that he's coming uh, back. Absolutely I'd certainly not. be sitting down at a table with him and talking, that's for sure. Yeah. One hundred percent. See, that to me, it goes to a lot of this. One thing that we've seen, and again, there's a new GM in place, but under Kevin Colbert, what we saw a lot of was they didn't like to enter a draft with short term needs and try to address them through the draft. So what right. they would do is they would go and hit each one of those individual spots through free agency yeah. or trade or whatever it took. So then they could enter. Now they could enter the draft, looking at everyone as a long, longer-term luxury guy. We can make it. We make it work. That's why I think with the offensive line, you could get yourself a tackle. You could get yourself a tackle who could go left or right. Hmm. Okay, and um, and I've heard this part from the inside. Is that what you could do? Is you could turn Dan Moore into a guy who maybe could swing to the inside if he doesn't develop. Okay, I, I'm I'm on board with that.
0: I just I'm not for certain that they're absolutely sold on it though. A, a, a portion of me feels like you know with a new old line coach that they just had that that there's some a learning cur- curve involved in this. You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I like the idea. Remember, we talked about this, right? I said, go mm-hmm. get the kid from Ohio State, like. Kick in more inside, but a portion of me feel like they're going to run this back for the most part, the highest I can see them getting a tackle, maybe at 32, you know, maybe 49 to where you can develop them.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that might be the approach that you take. One thing that's really, really important here for everyone to understand and appreciate for however obvious this might sound is you don't do this by position. We do it when we talk about it. Okay. Fans do True. it. and, They don't. Yeah. You know, I mean, they went and signed a quarterback.
0: Yes. They they signed two of them
1: last year. But there came Kenny. I I know. Out of nowhere, right? They were the most surprised people in the house. (laughs) You (laughs) could see it on their faces, that behind-the-scenes footage, Tomlin's dancing in the hallways. We got Kenny. We got Kenny, man. Same would be said about Joey Porter
0: Jr. Is that true, too?
1: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah only only joey porter senior will be back there in that same room yeah. uh, jumping up and down uh, when that. we when we come back the only segment that matters Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show and the only segment that matters. It's brought to you always by our friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where quality is at the core of every menu item. That's not just talk. Three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what they call craveability. Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. Moan, we've got a ridiculous one today. What is it, man? George McQuiggan says, Hey, Moan, when can we have another Evil Moan show? I still remember that episode, and I thought it was great. But then again, I love every show. Always great insight, but it makes me laugh the way you two feed off of each other. The way we fed off each other on the Evil Moan episode, though, was was a little different. It was. It was. You enjoyed it a little too much.
0: You know, because every once in a while, they got to see the alter ego, right? Like, that's a part of it, man uh today been one of those days hey we'll we'll see man it's just it, I, I saw the comments and everything too as, as far as like doing it but I'm just like okay where are we, where are we going with it today D-
1: who'd man? you throw on the ground in Cincinnati uh who did not throw on the ground <laughs> 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 okay wasn't it the line of scrimmage it was uh, downfield you lost it you went after somebody
0: ah uh, who was that was it Wallace Gilberry
1: you know what that's ringing a bell yeah, it may have been him. And in I some just remember that. that it wasn't at the line of scrimmage. It was kind of away from the play. You were really mad about something, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> in, in in those moments, man, like, I'll I'll say this too, like. There's a lot that
0: goes on into like those heated, like confrontational rivalries that you have, right? And sometimes you just get out of character when you just go there. And you you know what? That's fine as a part of the game too. That's the reason they have the fine systems, right? That's a part of it. You own it and then you move forward. Those games for a a little while, for years, right? About three, four years, DK, Mm -hmm. were just nasty. And what's crazy is this. They were only nasty in Cincinnati,
1: yeah, they never were, here.
0: They were never like that in Pittsburgh. No, I can understand were, it.
1: They were emboldened out there.
0: We, we would I have, don't
1: think they like having Steelers fans in their stadium, put them in a bad think? mood. Who knows what Marvin's holding before the game. Uh, I, I just I, – there was never anything that I covered like those games.
0: And, and I'm sure whatever it was, was was justified. I know it wasn't Gino. I know it wasn't Dunlap, those type of guys. I know it wasn't Big Pat. No, it was was uh, I mean, still, that was the casher that that floored him too, and you know it's bad when you had Willie Colon on top of him beating him up too. Though they just were different in the jungle, as they call it, man. And and there was but nothing. you're
1: avoiding the subject here.
0: <laughs> you became evil. You know what? And, and that that's because it was necessary. You know, you know how I've always kind of been the enforcer type when it comes down to that type of stuff, and when you push me past that line of respect, and it's beyond just football. It's okay to go there, in a sense. I think everybody's do one.
1: See, but here's the thing, though. This is what mm-hmm. people people didn't get to see, and I did. In your career, Yeah, you would have games where you were emotional, and it wasn't just the Cincinnati games. It was usually uh-huh. AFC North in some yeah. form or other. Okay? And I would deal with all of you when you come off, and <laughs> someone like Marcus Gilbert... Would be at his stall. He was still seething. He was still looking for someone to kill. (laughs) Yeah, that's Gil. Okay, he was still like, just couldn't understand it. He couldn't understand that it was over. Yeah, Yeah. okay. And then I, you know, you've got De Castro and Villanueva who are getting all philosophical on it. And then there's you. You're just like Mister Peaceful over there. You got a big smile on your face, and you're like, "Hey, what's up?" how do you do that? How because you I love do, it. How do you? Compa- is it compartmentalization or what? It
0: it is, man. I think it's it's, it's the mental side that I always teach my kids about too. Like it's only so far that you can go with what you're doing, right? Like you got to be in a space to where when you walk across those lines or you're confronted in a certain space, like I know what this is, and I know it can't go much further than this too. So that's the reason when we were off the field and it was done. I left it or I laughed about it because it's probably disbelief that it was actually happening. You know, one <laughs> of them I'm like, what? can't see it on air, but like, what the, like, what was that all about? And it's almost like it was an unrealistic transaction of events that just really put you in that space. Like I laugh at that stuff because this is the part of it that gets me. A lot of people aren't about that life when it comes down to actually getting to it. Right. They just want to create the scene and, and and make up a bunch of hoopla. Hopefully somebody saved them. You see those dudes after the game or you see them in different city. it's all love. It's like, hey, hey, man, what's up? But what you yeah. put on those shoulder pads, you get around other guys and you get in front of your fans and then you're a different person. And I'm like, no, nah, that ain't you. You be that same person. That's one thing I used to tell people, keep the same energy because when it comes down to it and you really want to go there, like I'm going to laugh about it because at that point it gets real serious for me. Because I'm like, OK, the laugh ain't funny. The laugh is you don't know what you're about to get into, whether that be bad for me or bad for you. So that's why I always looked at it like as a comical sense. Like, I know you or we've had conversation at NFLPA meetings. That ain't you. OK, you're a schoolboy and that's OK, too. I say this time and time again, there are some crazy stuff that goes on in the NFL, right? Like regular population. Like All right. We had a guy, of course, Aaron and there's a hat like some real stuff happened. I can name you many more of those guys in the NFL. Some guys are affiliated with stuff like that, but they might not about to do it. He actually did it. So until you prove to the world that you're that type of guy, I'm going to laugh at you because it's a game that we're both playing. That's why you get that smirk, that laugh, that ha-ha. All right, I can't take you serious out here in front of these people. And Roger Goodell going to find you $100,000.
1: You, you probably talked so much down there. I
0: talked so much. Trash. Oh, my goodness. Oh,
1: I can't even. You,
0: you you don't, it's part of it. It's <laughs> never the shut sport up. Of it. <laughs> I wouldn't because I, I tell my kids that too. I'm like, yo, say something. It was like, what, what you got for me today? And I just write back at them because that's the art of competition too. It's like, all right, where's the trigger? Where's the trigger? Because if I let you see that you got me, you've won. But the fact that I can come back at you, you'll never know. And that's gonna frustrate you more than it's ever gonna
1: frustrate me. I I love that type of stuff. That's a partial evil moan appearance. It was, show. but, but yeah. it, it was. It's one of
0: those. Yeah, that was a cameo. That <laughs> was that was nom. You know, that wasn't that wasn't
1: Nomar. That was nom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Wow. Yeah. Let's do. <laughs> excuse me. Let's do one more of these tomorrow, Moan, and yeah. let's go over. The weekend's championship games, your thoughts on those, your predictions, all that other stuff, all right? Looking forward to it man. Mm -hmm. You
0: you almost you know popped the top on that one. Saw that.
1: (laughs) Saw that.